0: Welcome to this message from Shofar Christian Church. May you experience God's grace as you listen to this word being preached. Sure. Yeah, I'm just, I was just blown away again by the presence of God in the worship. Just how much He really wants to meet with us and, and just how in His courts we flourish. Uh, we're going to go through a few scriptures now, but I thought I'd just start um, I'm a Cape Tonian. I was born and raised in Cape Town. We moved up about almost two years ago. And one thing for me about Joburg has always been how lush it is here, how green it is. (laughs) I was really blown away. Like the first few times I came up to Joburg, you always hear the stories, especially Cape Tonians, unfortunately. You know, their stories about Joburg are usually really bad. Um, And when I came here for the first time and I was like, it's just like a tree everywhere. There's trees, and it's just green. And we were just driving, uh, dropping off Cora's cousin at Saint and at uh, the Gau train station. And you, like, come over a hill, and it's just a forest in front of you, <laughs> a few you know, houses in between. But it's so lush. And uh, I, another, like, it was so impactful coming back. Uh, we were in Cape Town for December holidays, I'll confess. Um, and when we landed, we landed at Lanseria, and we landed around the 8th of January. But the whole landscape had been transformed. Like it had just been transformed from these brown fields to this just beautiful green rolling hills. And uh, I've just, just been blown away by it. We were at the zoo yesterday also. Um, we go to the zoo every week, pretty much. Because there's not much to do with little kids in, in Joburg, but it's amazing to go to the zoo. And it's very lush there too. It's amazing. It's beautiful. You can just throw seeds down anywhere. It just feels like it, and just it'll just grow, grow up here. Well, maybe not. Some of you have gardens. I don't have one. But uh, so let's read together um, Psalm ninety-two, Jeremiah seventeen. Just little snippets from those two scriptures. Amazing scriptures. I'll just pray first. First, yes, Lord, we just thank you that. We're in your house today, God. We are here to meet with you. We're here to hear your voice. We're here to experience your love for us, great love for us. And we're here just to hear, to listen. We're here to see more clearly as we sang about now. God, we're here for you, Lord. We're not here because we have to do it, because it's the right thing to do. We have a desire in our hearts, and our desire is to meet with you, to meet with you and to know you more. So God, we come to you in these scriptures today, and we pray, come and open our, open our hearts, open our minds to hear you and to, to see what you're telling us today in Jesus' name. Amen. Psalm 92 from verse 12, it says, The righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like a cedar of Lebanon. Planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the courts of our God. They will still bear fruit in old age. They will stay fresh and green, proclaiming the Lord is upright. He is my rock, and there is no wickedness in him. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. And is not anxious in the year of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. Powerful scriptures. I'm just blown away by, even in society, you can kind of see hints and kind of, you can see that people desire to flourish. Everyone desires to flourish. Not just us as believers, but anyone. Humans desire to flourish. You desire to grow. You desire to get better, (laughs) to improve. Uh, You desire to just experience life and and all of it. And uh, I just think of uh, some statements we use, like sometimes if something's looking like nothing's happening, you go, are there signs of life in there? Or um, you say of someone, yes, he's so full of life, you know. Uh, One that you hear often, you know, unfortunately more about girls and boys at school, is that your daughter's really flourishing uh, you know, when she's been to that school. Actually the guys too, we also flourish. But but what's also funny, I don't know if you've ever noticed but Discovery's big marketing campaign is called Vitality. It's such a powerful word, Vitality. Of course we want Vitality. (laughs) It's so clever. I mean, who wouldn't want Vitality? I want Vitality. vitality It's all about health. You know, live a more healthy life, have more healthy finances. Even at work, if we think about us who are working, you do want to grow. You want to climb the ladder, as everyone speaks about. You want to improve at what you're doing. You study more courses. You do little short courses. You try and grow. So there's this desire to grow. We want to excel. Uh, The last thing illustration is just we love gardens, okay? Maybe not all of us, but we love looking at gardens at least. We love looking at a beautiful flower. We love it when, when gardens just explode into beauty of blossoms. Uh, just over a year ago, we went to visit Tanikorin and Umharki and Tanin. I mean, really, wow. Tanin, Heinzburg, it's just beautiful. It's a beautiful, beautiful part of the country. We went to the cherry, cherry orchards. And the blossoms are beautiful. And we just appreciate that. We love it. And I think, I think actually, we get so much pleasure out of gardening, some of us who do garden, that because there's life and there's a growth and there's, there's just something that it just makes us feel like, wow, you know, this is amazing and this is what I want my life to be almost. I want my life to grow. I want my life to flourish like this flower, uh, like this fruit, So what's so amazing about these two scriptures, and there's so many scriptures similar to this, is it speaks so much about flourishing, it speaks so much about life, and the kind of the quintessential uh, recipe to life, if you can call it that. Some of the key elements that these two scriptures touch on, that really stir desire in my heart when I read them, is it speaks about flourishing, it speaks about growing, it speaks about bearing fruit, actually speaks about bearing fruit in old age which is incredible. Staying fresh and staying green. And then the most amazing things out of Jeremiah 17 that we'll unpack just now. Does not fear when heat comes. It's amazing. So this plant that's flourishing does not fear when heat comes. Why, how? It's not anxious in a drought. I can tell you now, I get anxious when there's drought. (laughs) I do. It does not cease to bear fruit. So the question that we ask is, what is the right environment for flourishing? How do we flourish? What's amazing about these last two little topics that does not, is not anxious and does not fear, it kind of tells me that no matter the conditions from the outside, you can still flourish. Because it's all about the environment from the inside that helps you flourish. Now, God in these scriptures is communicating to us almost like the ultimate form of flourishing. So, even if we're thinking today and we're going in worldly terms like doing better or being successful, God is speaking to us here about something even better than that, beyond that. Flourishing, flourishing in life. Why do plants flourish? Why do plants flourish? Now my only experience recently with plants has been in coffee. I've worked in the coffee industry for the last ten years, and uh, I only did biology till like standard seven. I don't know if any of you went on. Maybe some of you even went beyond that. But uh, but the arabica coffee plant is very very specific for the environment that it needs to grow. It doesn't grow at low altitudes. Doesn't grow well, or at least it doesn't fruit. It needs to grow high up, high rainfall, steady climate. In some countries, Kenya, Colombia, Indonesia, there's actually harvests multiple times in the in year, which is incredible because in most countries there's only one harvest a year. But the climate and the environment is so perfect in those countries that there's just flowering. There's rain and flowering right through the year, just flowering. Apparently on the Indonesian islands, so if you look at Indonesia, it's like a whole row of islands that goes down like this on the map. Your side will go down like that. And um, apparently there's just harvests happening year-round as, as the seasons kind of go like this down the islands, just flourishing, like just life. And uh, I really enjoy coffee, so I'm grateful for that flourishing. I know many of you love coffee too. I think I learned to drink coffee in the sandenberg's house, by the way, you know, in Varsity. We probably drank way too much coffee. But we passed our, our degrees, uh, maybe it worked, yeah. well, many other reasons. Um, the right environment. From these scriptures we can see, number one, what I see, number one is blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord. And it actually repeats and says whose trust is the Lord. It's like just saying trust is the Lord, and uh, it's a very, very clear premise. To the rest, to the to flourishing, but it 's also not simple. I mean how many times have we said this to each other? Just trust the Lord, or how many times has God said to you, Trust me you know it 's like we have to be told that every day uh, we have to be reminded i 'm just going to take this thing out of my pocket because i 'm fiddling with it um, it 's simple and incredibly powerful, and the premise to Flourishing, But it's not easy. It's not easy. We'll go on and we'll come back to that. Being planted. I love it. In both these scriptures, it speaks about being planted. Planted in the house of the Lord. Being planted by water. I just thought of this analogy two weeks ago about the difference between pot plants and trees. Okay? Bear with me. Let's use this as an example. It's a fake one, but uh, that's why it looks beautiful all the time, by the way. (laughs) Um, There's maybe a message in there too. Pot plants are individuals. Pot plants, I don't know if you realize, it's actually the point of a pot plant, but it's very limited in its growth. So it can only grow as far as the roots can go down and establish themselves. So very limited in growth. Pot plants need humans to water them. Very common, very simple. Pot plants are mobile, and that's the benefit of a pot plant. You can move with a pot plant. We moved from Cape Town with quite a few pot plants. Many of them didn't survive. (laughs) Some of them did. Um, But pot plants are mobile. Interesting is pot plants can carry fruit, but they carry very little fruit. very very little and i kind of feel the purpose of a pot plant is that it must be beautiful and that it must really look good all right i think you know where i'm going with this trees on the other hand trees keep growing taller and taller and taller and they keep sending their root system deeper and deeper and deeper if trees don't get water from above Then they get water from below. They go and find water, and they they will find water. Trees are constant. Trees commit by default (laughs) to where they planted. Trees carry plenty of fruit, plenty of fruit, seasons by season. And trees can shoot their, their roots really deep. So one of the applications of being planted in these scriptures is about being planted in God's house. And I kind of ask myself, why is it so important? Well first of all, when you get saved, when you meet Jesus, you are, trans- you are transported from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light, so you are planted in God's house when you get saved. But you also, in life, you choose where you're going to be planted in terms of your church family. And it's very very important why because there's safety in the midst of us there's community there's opportunity to give to grow i think of um i after i studied in stellenbosch i went to london for two years lived there and when i came back to cape town i think i went for an interview first but i just i read this psalm 92 and what stood out for me was really being planted in God's house. So I made it my commitment to join a small group straight away. And I went to a small group, and I just decided also to, to really just go with expectation, to go, you know, <laughs> I want to grow in God, and I want to meet new people and be planted in God's house. So I did that, and I, you know, I just can testify of the fruit that came from that was I got a job in Cape Town, I got an accommodation with a friend, and I lived in Cape Town for 12 years. And, uh, and God really did a lot in my life. We got married to Kara around 2011. We've had two children. And so I really I'm grateful to God for this principle because I really do believe in it. I believe we have to commit to a house, and really not just because it's the right thing to do, but because of the promise of flourishing, the promise of life that comes when you do that. So, yeah, I just thought of, uh, like, maybe some of you today, you're a pot, you know, let's be honest here, you, you might be a pot plant, or you might see yourself as a pot plant, and I almost think today could be an opportunity, almost like the Greeks do at their weddings, to break their plates. Maybe today you want to take your pot plant and break it, and I'll wait till the end of the sermon for you guys to decide that. But, um, but I just think, like, let's not miss out. And I understand many times, you know, I'll tell you a bit now about our journey, but many times we feel safer being a pot plant. We kind of feel like, you know, I, I just feel safer because, you know, I can control what's happening here. And, but we're going to miss out on flourishing. I can tell you that now. We're going to miss out on flourishing if we don't let God plant us. Because that's the other thing is God plants us. He plants us where he wants us to be. And that's where we flourish. So just interesting in our story is we came to Joburg two years ago, but for the past year and a half, almost even the whole time, is we were pot plants. We felt very much, if I can even call it a pot plant mentality in terms of let's rather stay mobile. Let's rather stay, you know, if we have to go somewhere else or if it doesn't work out, then we can move on. Uh, That's, uh, being honest, that's where we were at. Um, And God, in the last couple of months, has actually really been working in our hearts. And even in our time in Cape Town, uh, we really enjoyed it, and we loved seeing all our family and friends. But God's been working in our hearts in terms of, be planted where I plant you. It's very important. And it's not, as, as I said, important just for... Because it's the right thing to do, but because of the life that comes, not just for us but for others. And we'll see just now, God is very much about others. So He loves us so much. But He that's not where it ends. He wants us to give, He wants us to love others, He wants us to see others flourish. So we've decided, we really we made a decision that we are living in Joburg, we're being planted in Joburg, we want we're gonna be here, we're starting to look at schools which is very permanent, by the way. I didn't realize that, but once you start looking at schools, then it's quite permanent. Um, Yeah, so we, we are committing to this place because we feel God has called us here and to serve here and to also serve the community in Joburg. So trusting God, being planted, number two, and I love this one, being rooted in Christ. I love it. Two super powerful scriptures one of them, uh Penny Fu actually shared in the intercession this morning. What's interesting with the palm tree or the date palm that's spoken about in psalm ninety two and the cedar trees is they both have tap root systems, so I don't know if you know I learned a thing or two uh, that These trees both have taproot systems. So a carrot is a taproot. You're actually eating a a taproot when you eat a carrot. So it's a solid root that goes down. Where fibrous roots kind of just spread all over the place like hairs, just everywhere. So taproot kind of goes down, and it's solid. Now our taproot is Jesus Christ. In Colossians 2, verse 6 to 7, it says, So then, as you have received Jesus as Lord... Continue your lives in Him, rooted and built up in Him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. And that's really also a fruit of being planted, is thankfulness, rooted and built up in Him. Ephesians 3 verse 17. It says, So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray That you being rooted and established in love. What's amazing about this scripture, and we'll touch on it closer to the end, is it speaks about this love of God or Christ's love, established and rooted in Christ's love. (laughs) I'm giving it away, but it speaks about the height and the depth and the width and the breadth of Christ's love. The good news is that there's so much room. There's so much room in Christ, there's so much room and so much nourishment and nutrients in Christ that we can just keep going, we can just keep going. And that's what's amazing about being planted, is that we're trees, we're trees and we can go, our roots can just go, so that we can grow up and flourish. So. been thinking a bit about trust recently, quite a bit, and we, we all know that the best atmosphere for trust to happen is when you are feeling loved, it's when you experience love, when you know that you are loved, and when you know that you, that, that's it, you're secure in love. So when God says to you, trust me, and you know his love, and you are growing in his love, then it's easier to trust him. And to really just go for it, to rely on him, to walk out in what he's saying to you. But it's so important that we really trust God for that outpouring of his love in our hearts. Romans five verse five, it says, The Holy Spirit will pour out God's love in our hearts. And if you're here this morning and you you really struggle to trust God, I struggle to trust God. Just let's pray for more love in our hearts, more of God's love in our hearts. Let us see Him as He is. Then just two practical points that I love also about just this tree and flourishing. The one is in Psalm 1 that Henny actually preached about a while ago. And it just speaks about loving the Word of God or being in the Word of God, meditating on it day and night. And uh, just God's Word. God's Word is so central to flourishing, really being in His Word, and for me, in my spiritual journey, I've realised it's okay to have questions. It really is. And sometimes we feel bad about it. Sometimes we feel like, ooh, you know. Hopefully, you know, no one finds out about this question that I have about the Bible. Um, I've I've found in my experience that the Bible is very robust to take all your questions, and that you can really walk through those questions with God, and He has all the answers, all the answers really believe it. So God's word, a love for God's word, but not just to love God's word, but to obey God's word. Uh, Jesus in John uh, John 15 speaks about the vine, speaks about growing in God, and just the fruit that comes out. But he speaks about obedience. He speaks about following God's commands and the fruit that comes out of that. So obeying God's word. My little add-in here that that I really feel strongly about is just the water element. And just how for me sometimes it feels like it's the Holy Spirit. It's the life of the Holy Spirit. It's the refreshing power of the Holy Spirit. It's the illumination of the Holy Spirit. And I just feel the water is so powerful because you as a tree get watered, but you also seek for water when, uh, when there's no water from above. That's what's so crazy about the date palm or the palm tree is that it survives. It's, it's actually very much... Uh, linked with oases in the desert. So if you think of it of a picture in your head of an oasis, then there will always be a palm tree pretty much next to that oasis, if you think about it. So what's, what's amazing about these trees is because they've got that tap root system, they just go and they just find that water in the desert. So even if there's a storm, a dust storm, or whatever it is, or no water for, for however long, they find water. And uh, the Holy Spirit is really our life. He comes and he illuminates the Word of God. He comes and he refreshes us, like nothing, like nothing, else. Uh, I had a in the week. I saw Bernay quickly, and I introduced him at Woolies to a frozen ginger lemonade. Now I can tell you already, it's a pleasure, and it, you're welcome. Because he, he drank it. And he said, this is, this is it. This is, <laughs> Done. Done. Frozen ginger lemonade. Please try it. Okay, And then I'll tell them they've got to pay me commission or something. But um, refreshing. The Holy Spirit refreshes like nothing else. He refreshes us. He refreshes us. I think of those scriptures, those beautiful few, just in those scriptures that says, to stay fresh and green. And just about the root, does not fear when heat comes, is not anxious in a drought. Now, the only way that we can not be anxious in a drought, physically, financially, spiritually, emotionally, there's many types of droughts, is if we are rooted in Christ and we delve into the depths of His love and we grow in His love and we just go down. That's the only way that we can flourish in a drought, that we cannot be anxious in a drought. We're living in times when even the Scripture says men's hearts will fail them. It's, it's a scary Scripture, but it's, it's true. We're living in times where men's hearts are failing them, and anxiety is the talk of the town. We all have anxiety to some other degree, but we don't want to be anxious. We want to flourish. We want to, we want to be just content and just completely just at peace. We'll speak about that now as we end. Yeah, just on the Spirit, I love this uh, Scripture from John 7, verse 37. It says, and on the last day of the feast. And I love this because Jesus, you know, there was this feast. It was the Feast of Tabernacles. Is that right? In John 7. I think it's the Feast of Tabernacles. Anyone? Feast of Tabernacles? John 7. Now, what's amazing is Jesus stands up to speak. And I love it because so many times when Jesus stands up in a formal setting in the Gospels, it's super powerful. (laughs) It's like everyone's just like, whoa, (laughs) what's going on here? Um, And he stood up and said in a loud voice, let anyone who thirsts come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them and by this he meant the spirit the holy spirit so these are the this is the environment for flourishing is trusting god being planted being rooted in christ loving the word of god being in the word following and obeying the word of god and following and obeying the spirit the holy spirit as he leads us but why? It kind of feels in one way, the pot plant, I mean, it can, you know, it can display, I guess, beauty for everyone to go, wow, God is amazing and God is glorious. But many times the pot plant's drawing attention to itself and it's going, look at me, I'm a pot plant, I'm beautiful. When uh, God has other, he has like other intentions with our flourishing. He wants us to flourish. Number one, to proclaim. To proclaim. In Psalm 92, it says the whole portion, and it ends with, uh, well, from 14, it says, and they will bear fruit in old age. They will stay green and fresh, proclaiming that the Lord is upright. He is my rock, and there is no wickedness in him. So we flourish to proclaim. We flourish to testify of God's goodness. We flourish to be thankful. So we flourish as a testimony of Christ. We flourish to bear fruit. John 15 is an incredible scripture. I remember when we were in Shofar, London, uh, Andres van der Merwe has this incredible sermon on John 15 that I think he even preaches still every now and again. Incredible scripture. So really worth trying to find that uh, sermon. But the scripture of John 15 is also just incredible in terms of being abiding in Christ. But here in verse 16, it says, You did not choose me, but I chose you, and I appointed you, so that you may, might go and bear fruit. And that fruit will last, so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. And this is my command— Love one another. Now, love is the first of the fruit of the Spirit. So, there's lots of fruit that will grow on us when we flourish in God's house, but the fruit of the Spirit, it's just incredible. What's amazing in, in Galatians 5, where it speaks about the fruit of the Spirit, is it first lists the works of the flesh. Now, what I love about it is it's the works of the flesh, so it's effort, versus the fruit of the Spirit. Which, is, which comes from the right environment. So if we come as we are, I was, when I was praying before the service, I really felt that we must really feel like we can come as we are because it's about the environment. It's about where we place ourselves. Come as you are. Trust God. Trust God. Be planted. Be rooted in Christ. Obey His Word. Obey His Spirit. So fruit grows when we do those things. Fruit grows when we attend to that environment. So the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy. For me, like we were singing about it in I think the, one of the first songs, first or second song, spoke about joy. And it really is a fruit of the Spirit. Uh, I don't think we can get around that. If we really want joy, it's a fruit of the Spirit. It means that we have to attend to the environment. We have to follow those things, and it will grow in us. And it's such a desire. I really feel for many people nowadays, we we really want joy. We really desire joy. And for me, myself, I feel, you know, God has made me a joyful person. But sometimes it's hard to be joyful. Sometimes it's hard to, you know, always smile or always uh, be, be chipper. But... It's a fruit of the Spirit. Joy, love, peace. Peace as a fruit of the Spirit. Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. I want to just... We're going to end off soon. I just love the message version of the fruit of the Spirit because he kind of like rolls out each word to something a bit practical. So in the message it says... But whatever happens, but what happens when we live God's way? He brings gifts into our lives, much the same way that fruit appears on an orchard, in an orchard. Things like affection for others, exuberance about life, very practical, serenity, to develop a willingness to stick with things. (laughs) Let's think about that. Do we struggle to stick with things? Do we struggle to commit and to follow through? A fruit of the Spirit is actually to stick with things, faithfulness. A sense of compassion in the heart. A conviction that a basic holiness permeates things and people. And then we find ourselves involved in loyal commitments. Very, very practical. Not needing to force our way in life. Able to marshal and direct our energies. I don't think there's anyone here who would not want the fruit of the Spirit <laughs> to be in our lives. So, just in ending, at the end of last year we had an intercession uh, or like a prayer gathering, a few of us, and uh, we just prayed about, especially we just had the fire here at Roosevelt. Just a side note, fire is always, it's not always a bad thing for plants, not always a bad thing for forests. Read up a bit about it. I was reading on the California, on one of the Californian websites actually, about the power of fires in terms of rejuvenation, making nutrients available to trees. It's incredible. But back then we prayed, and the word that came out of that was that this year will be a year of fruitfulness in our midst. Fruitfulness. And I believe it's really when we come into this environment, when we trust God, we put our roots into Christ, we love the Word, we love the Spirit, and we plant it. And uh, I'm just trusting for that, fruit. And lastly, fruit is for the benefit of others. I've never seen an apple tree eating its own fruit. I don't know if you've seen, I don't know. So trees, the only way they eat their own fruit is if the fruit dies and drops on the ground and they take it back in. But fruit is for others. So even this fruit of the Spirit, it's not about me enjoying love for myself and joy and peace. It really is fruit for others. It really is. And it actually is a bit of a circle because as soon as people will start seeing patience in the midst of trials, (laughs) in the midst of hardships people see that they'll they'll go like what's how did you do that you know it's it's an opportunity to proclaim it's an opportunity to give testimony we we call to bear fruit for others to to enjoy and that's why being together in the house of God is so special because we've all got fruit we've all got different fruit and we're supposed to be feeding each other we're supposed to be sharing with each other and enjoying it together so it's Ephesians 3, that we just touched on just now, if I read a bit of a bigger portion of it, it speaks about the Father, it speaks about the Spirit, it speaks about Jesus. It says, For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. Powerful Scripture. That according to the riches of His glory, He may grant you to be strengthened with the power of with power through His Spirit in your inner being, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith and that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, the length, the height, the depth of that love, to know the love of Christ that surpasses all knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think according to the power at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Jesus Christ through all generations forever and ever. Amen. Yes, Lord, we just thank you for your word, God. Father, we just really bring you our hearts today, God. (laughs) We come as we are, God. We come as we are. And we say we want to be trees planted, God. We want to be planted trees, God. We want to flourish, God, as you have in mind for us, God. You see a flourishing people, God. I just think, God, of Johannesburg, that's many times seen as the biggest man-made forest in the world. God, when you see us, you see the biggest God-made forest in the world. And Father, I trust, God, that our hearts would align with you, God. And we'd commit to you, God, and we'd just put our roots down deep, God. This morning, even now, God, some of us, we just really, some of us are hurting, God. And God, we just come right now and we just shoot our roots down, God. We shoot our roots down deeper, God, into Christ, into Christ's love, God. We come now in Jesus' name. We shoot those roots down, God. We thank you, Lord, that you ground us, Lord. We thank you, God, that you give us the nutrients we need, God. And Lord, we bring you our lives, God, and we thank you, God, just for fruit, God. Fruit in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, that we will bear much fruit this year, God. And the fruit won't just be for ourselves and our families and even this church, God, but will be for people outside, Lord, that we will exude much fruit and just grow much fruit this year. And that that fruit will be to your glory because we cannot do it. All we can do is the works of the flesh. But you come and you grow the fruit of the Spirit in us, God. We're so excited, God, to see it, not just in our lives, but in each other's lives, God. So, God, we allow you to come. Holy Spirit, we allow you to come and work in our hearts. Now, I just feel if, if there are any of you that feel the, the pot plant thing, pot plant versus planted... I don't think it's a a thing that you have to deal with today. I think it's just a thing that you really have to deal with when you get home, when you think about this. It's really a decision you have to make. And it's a bit of a... Well, you know, it sounds too light, but it's a bit of a no-brainer decision because God is inviting us to flourish. So if you feel that you've got that pot plant in your heart, consider, spend time with Christ and just pray about it and just... Let him take you. Our Lord, we trust you this morning, God. We trust you, God. Your Lord, you lead us and we will follow you, God. It's as simple as that, God. You lead us and we will follow, God. I just thank you. Yeah, you know, I just thank you that you are in our midst. You are the gardener. You are the gardener in our midst today, God, and you plant us, you tend us. We grow in your midst. We grow fruit in your midst. Thank you, Lord. If there's anyone here who has anxiety, and it's quite, a, quite an intense anxiety at the moment, and there is drought, <laughs> and you're feeling it, if you don't mind just raising your hand to this morning, just acknowledging it to God. Just acknowledging anxiety. Father, I just pray for everyone who's raising their hands. And I just just pray, God, let them be rooted in Christ. Let the love of Christ overwhelm them, God. Let the love of Jesus overwhelm them, God. Let them know that they're rooted in you, God. Lord, I pray for the ability to just lean on you with all of, their, all of their weight, God, to trust you, to rest on you fully, God. I pray for that, God. I pray for them in that, Lord. I pray, God, that they just, as much as they don't, sometimes we don't want to, God, just to really open your word and be in your word and listen to the Spirit. God, I thank you, Lord, that there is a way is a way, God, where we can flourish, God, even in the midst of, of trouble, Lord.
1: Just and out on a limb quickly, so before Andrew gave that word about the, the flourishing in the water, lack of water, I just felt that there's, I don't know how many people, maybe it's a bit generic, so there's something extra. There's literally, a, you feel like there's a, there's a downpouring right around you and over you, but you never get wet, and you never get to experience the water, and um, I just had this picture of a, of, a, of a covering literally over you, and there's just a, a hose going down on you, and you never experience it, and you don't know why, um, and maybe for everyone, for something specific, I feel there's some one you're 32 years old, and that's you, um, so if, you, if you've fallen within that range, let's please pray for you.
2: Yeah, and, um, I, I really think this is a word from the Lord for us. <clears throat> you know, are we potted or are we planted? Okay. Uh, there's an African saying, if you're afraid to give too much, you always give too little. If you're afraid to commit too much, you always commit too little. And the reason why we choose to be potted instead of planted is because we, we want to limit the commitment we give jesus never limited the commitment he gave to us he gave everything everything no holding back and he invites us to make the same commitment to him so i just want you to close your eyes right there where you are now and if you feel like you've in some sense spiritually allowed yourself to be potted instead of planted i want you to do that that greek thing that um, Andrew was talking about. I want you to take that, spiritually that, that pot and I want you to drop it and break it on the ground and say, God, plant me. I'm tired of being potted. I'm tired of limited commitment. I want to commit to you to the extent that you commit to me. Just, just in your own words, just close your eyes and just make that commitment. I think we all can to some extent do that. Father God, we, we don't want to be potted. We want, don't want to limit our commitment to manageable proportions. We want, to, we, we want that, that container, Lord, of our commitment to you to be broken in Jesus' name. Let it be dropped to the ground and broken in Jesus' name, Lord. We, want, we don't want to say, Lord, we'll commit to certain things in your, in your courts and in your house, but not other things, Lord. We want to commit to everything, to every opportunity and to, to you fully and to your people fully, Lord. And we want to be those trees, Lord, that that are evergreen, Lord, in your courts, that that are always bearing fruit, even in old age, Lord, and that people will love to be around and eat from and receive from, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, that, that you were willing to become a seed that dies, that falls into the ground and dies so that it can grow up, not... Not just potted, but planted and bear much fruit. And we want to follow your example in Jesus' name. Lord, and I just pray a breaking, a shattering over every limitation to our commitment to you in Jesus' name. I pray for a breaking out of our root systems into you, Lord. And I pray for a new freedom in growth, wide open spaces of growing in the four-dimensional supernatural love of God in Jesus' name. And I just bless every single person here as they pray that prayer of breaking out of their pot. I pray a blessing of growth, of maturity, of fruitfulness of everyone in Jesus' name. Have one last word and then you you can go.
0: Loved ones, I just have an urgency in my spirit to follow through what Bernay also said. There's some of you that feel that the that it's raining everywhere except on you, and it's because possibly you haven't been baptized in the Holy Spirit and received that gushing flood of God's water in your spirit and in your roots to bear that beautiful fruit that you really desire to bear. So I just had an urgency in me to say, please come forward for prayer, to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. You know what we're talking about in Acts, because that is crucial to the breaking of this pot and to the planting of yourself in God's forest. Thanks for listening to this message from Shofar Joburg. May the grace you receive produce God's greatest glory and your greatest good. For more information and sermons, please visit our website at www.shofar.joberg.com.